Hi, I'm Abigail Jacobs. And I'm Habiba Zam. And, and we're, we're Socially Distance. This week we have with us Hannah. Hello. And we're going to be talking about some past lectures that we've had and things that we're learning. So this past week was week 10 of lectures uh, or week 9? I think it's been week 9. We have 11 weeks, so we have two right. more weeks. Yeah, week 9. Right, so week 9 of lectures was this past week, and we had with us a man named Dan Bauman, as well as a few other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dan was, I that was so crazy. He was telling us incredible stories about his life yeah. and about how... He was in prison in Iran, and even after being in prison in Iran, he still has so much joy, and he still um, was able to tell us about the goodness of God. It was incredible. Yeah, probably one of the best storytellers I've ever heard, mm-hmm. and he has one of the most contagious laughs. Yeah. It was so entertaining. Like, I could listen yeah. to that man for hours. Yeah. Hannah, what do you think? His joy for God's really incredible to me, because after all the hardship that he had gone through... He was really able to see the light of his situations and absolutely give God glory, which is very difficult for many people to say after going through a situation Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, and he was so funny, too. Yeah. So funny. I could quote so many things that he said. Like, I want to adopt a lot of the things that he said. It was Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> one of the things, one of the principles that he really kept reiterating over and over and over again was um, when we're talking about our future and our plans and all that, a lot of times God will come back and say, hey, good to see you. Have more of my love. And it's just so funny the way he said it. And the way he, yeah, the way he said it was just so funny. You'd be like, hey, God, I have these things for me. And then he'd be like, I have some of these questions and stuff for you. And then God tells him, he's like, oh, that's cool, Dan, but let's put that aside. Here's some more of my love. And he just, like, starts waving with his hand. And it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen. And he's probably the most enthusiastic whiteboard wiper I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He wiped the whiteboard like a madman. <laughs> like, Dan, good to see you. Here's more of my love. Yeah, that was, that was spot on. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, so what's something you got out of this past week's lectures? Uh, the, I think that the biggest thing that I got out of this last week's lecture was learning to see um, how God has interacted in all of my circumstances and really learning to appreciate the small things and large things of life because, honestly, we often overlook the small things in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we see large-scale, big-picture things, but the very small, minuscule things that we take for granted, we don't pay much attention to. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that he... um, He really went into great detail about how much he wished that he had not taken things for granted. Mm -hmm. And even in the prison system, he described how he had lost so much of his freedom to the point where he was even using his underwear as a ball to knock against the wall and um, also using sugar cubes to make like fortresses and castles and stuff like that. And he just described taking these very small things and turning them into the best situation that he could. Mm -hmm. And so it has made me look at my life and just to appreciate more the things I've taken for granted, Mm -hmm. whether that's simply a breath of fresh air or the ability to walk outside Mm -hmm. or even to wear clothing every single day or to have my choice of what I would like Mm -hmm. to eat for a meal. It's really incredible and crazy just to see how much we can take for granted Mm -hmm. and how blessed we can be through that. Yeah, he also really challenged me to um, look at my situation and my life 
from a different perspective. I mean, this man yeah. has, he was tortured, he was imprisoned, beaten in Iran, and yet he still has so much forgiveness, so much joy, so much love for God. And it was very convicting for me, actually, because I yeah. was like, this man was in prison. Who am I to hold bitterness in my heart? That's, you know? How many times did he almost die? Like he, Six or seven. Yeah, he like got put in prison, beat up, and tortured. Then one time he fell off a cliff, was unconscious, and almost was paralyzed. Another time he fell off a cliff again, but mm -hmm. this time he got saved by holding onto two blades of grass. There's a whole story there, too. Yeah. And then one time he had hepatitis C, yeah. <laughs> and then he also got cured from after... Yeah. like a quick prayer and he like the doctor had told him he had like what six weeks to live <laughs> yeah so this, this man he stepped in front of a giant bus or something oh yeah crazy stories it's like he it, by accident yeah when he was in india because he didn't realize that they were driving on the yeah. other side of the road yeah oh man he has some crazy stories like i wish we could have like had him on here at one <laughs> time maybe one day yeah. uh but that that yeah he i learned so much from him and just like how much god actually like loves us i mean mm -hmm. you go about life and you don't really realize how much God loves you at times. And, mm -hmm. and just to take that time to be, like, in his, in his love. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what better place to be than in his love? I don't, I don't know, yeah. yeah. That's really what I, I learned a lot. And, yeah, appreciating the small things, even wiping a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I've kind of been learning and growing in outside of lectures, um, of course, lectures have been contributing to it, but I've really been growing in my self-control mm -hmm. and um, keep taking my thoughts captive. Yeah. And if I find myself being annoyed with one of you guys or, <laughs> or um, you know, like just being easily irritated, I have really been finding, like been finding God convicting me and saying, yeah. hey, take your thoughts captive, you know. Like, pay attention to what you're thinking and what you're thinking over other people and stop that. That's yeah. so good. I mean, definitely. That's something that I've been told a lot in my life, but I never really did as much. But, like, here I've been, like, I guess getting closer to God and stuff and my relationship with Him, I realize how important that is. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, just taking every thought captive is so important because I've realized I don't overthink as much. It's easier to control myself. And, yeah, I mean... Just, yeah, I, I encourage anyone who's listening to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's been something that has been on my mind as well, is taking thoughts captive. And the moment that a thought comes into your mind where you either get a bad feeling from it or you know that that is not necessarily a good thought with positive intent, it's, it's something that I have been practicing lately is when those thoughts come up to my mind, I try to take them as quickly as possible just to God and not just ask God, is there any truth of this, but yeah. take it and mm -hmm. then speak truth back into it if it's, um, if it's a negative thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, God has definitely really been stretching me in this time, especially with like just how crazy the world is right now. And we are a very dynamic group of people. Oh, yeah. It's trapped in this building together. Um, but through it all, I really feel like God has just been um, giving all of us a lot of grace. Yeah. And we've definitely had different kinds of falling outs and drama. But even afterwards, I have just been able to see the redemption mm -hmm. that God has brought and the restoration and the joy and the unity. And it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, truly it amazing. Yeah, um, 
we've been through a lot. I mean, being locked in a building with uh, 18 other people. Um, well, for the longest time, things are getting a little bit better now, thank God. But uh, for the longest time, being stuck in a building with 11 other people. And then, like, you have the leaders and stuff, too, but, like, specifically the students. 11 other students who are, everyone is very different from the other. And, I mean, yeah, drama's going to happen. And it's, uh, but God has been good. We've dealt with a lot of it. Um with the help of some of the leaders as well. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we've grown a lot. Um, yeah, nearing the end, <laughs> which is something you got to think about, but I would like to not. Um, just looking back at all the things we've learned and stuff, is it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and mm -hmm. I know none of us are going to go back the same way we came, and hopefully that's a good thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's often the strain that is put on relationships that test just how strong it can be, mm -hmm. and coming out of a situation that is difficult, rising beyond the drama or the whatever issues may come up in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that that's truly where we test the boundaries of our mm -hmm. um, of our relationships and just yeah. see how to work beyond that and yeah. to take lessons and grow and not to dwell on the past because it is very easy to dwell and stay stuck in how you wish that you could have gone about it better, but being able to find the learning lessons and little pieces that you would have changed had you been able to go back mm -hmm. and then carrying those into future relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that that is one of the most worthwhile things yeah. that you can pull out of that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. yeah and I think also um, one of the things that really helps with conflict resolution is being vulnerable with the other person. Mm -hmm. And um, I have been learning a lot about vulnerability mm -hmm. and the power of it and the importance of it um, and just being honest with one of your friends or with the people around you and s laying your heart out before mm -hmm. them. And, um, yeah, God's really been working on me in yeah. that. And something we learned early on is uh, a relationship has three people in it, you, the other person, and the relationship itself. Well, not people, like, but entities, I guess. Um, and the third, like, the, the relationship itself is also a thing that you have to worry about. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you make a mistake with this relationship, you can like work on that but then you also you realize that you made a mistake with this relationship and then in other relationships you can like stray away from that but i mean it it, it kind of is a little different with every person because every person is different and so yeah your relationship is different with every person mm -hmm. you meet but yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's really well said i would completely agree with that mm -hmm. yeah yeah and of course we've also had some like amazing times. I mean, I'm, yeah. we're talking about the drama right now, but also we've had some incredible nights of worship and praying and blessing oh, yeah. one another. Um, just last night, actually, a few students organized a worship and prayer night, and everybody was up until the ungodly hours, <laughs> just having community with one another and blessing one another. And it was so sweet and beautiful just to see... The unity and the peace. I don't know about you guys, but I felt so at peace in oh, that moment. Yeah, last night, I yeah, I just felt so rested and I felt so loved by God and the people around me and stuff. And this isn't the first time we've had one of these nights. Mm -hmm. We've been, yeah, we've had a couple of times where we just meet all of us together. We put on some worship music and pray and just rest in God's love and um, yeah, and speak life into each other. And that's that's what community looks like and that it's just it's it's a beautiful thing to see and a couple of times I've seen also all of us coming together uh when crisis has happened and mm -hmm. yeah I mean despite all the drama we're talking about there's a lot of good things that come out of it as well mm -hmm. um and actually I would say more good than bad yeah, yeah. I agree yeah me as well um 
<laughs> yeah, I think that um, one of the things that the drama has really like helped me grow in is just being able to love people where they're at, yeah. and um, like just yeah, be able to see both sides of the situation and help with healthy conflict resolution um, and love one another. I think I think that's one of the really big things that we've all learned in our DTS is just to love each other well yeah. and love each other the way that Christ loves us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it's so beautiful. Yeah, even relationships that were in the beginning kind of not so good. <laughs> um, I can see now that they're, they've improved a lot. And, uh, yeah, like even people I at the beginning had some issues with, right now I, I feel like it's all good and, it's only because of what Jesus has done and everyone here and mm-hmm. um, and all the love that we feel from him and that we can now share mm-hmm. with others. Um, yeah. I think also, even though we were originally going to be in a mobile DTS and now our DTS is stationary, we've still had plenty of adventures and fun yeah. times and stories. So, yeah, what's something that you've had, Hannah? Yeah, at the beginning of this DTS, our imagination of what it would look like had to do with a lot of travel and Thankfully, we were stuck in a location that had a lot of opportunity for travel and exploration. And in the location that we're currently in, we're able to not just go to a castle that is nearby, but there are beautiful churches, incredible architecture. There's Zeppelin Field that is probably 40 minutes just of a walk away. And there's this forest that we're able to go to and hike in. And there's so much that we are able to do here. And we have bikes available, longboards available. We're able to travel very quick distances all over the place and not just see like a small town. Like I live in Birmingham, Alabama currently, and you see a lot of trees and big city. Um, That's pretty much what you're looking at in staying there. But we're able to walk to a castle. We're able to go to this beautiful old town that looks very similar to what I feel as similar to Disney in some ways. Mm -hmm. You see the large crowds and you see the historical references and it is just beautiful to walk through. And then even experiencing the language difference and trying to practice German, it it feels very much like an adventure. And although we are not traveling all over the world, we're able to have the blessing of being here and Mm -hmm. experiencing fun memories, not just for ourselves, but for each other. Mm -hmm. And it's so wonderful to be in such incredible community that we're able to look back at this time and not just admire where we were but the people that we were surrounded by honestly i don't think we would we would be this close if we had traveled as much like yeah um i'm grateful like it's not what we expected but it's in ways better than than we expected Mm -hmm. um and we learned a lot more this way and just being in community i mean there's definitely a lot more drama but i feel like that was something that like it sometimes yeah I mean, they say a good fight clears the air. I mean, that's sometimes true. <laughs> just like having, um, yeah, uh, yeah, like a little drama, like just to get over things and get to uh, grow through it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, drama is inevitable in this world we live yeah. in, and if it happens in a setting where you can actually grow from it, it's it's good. Yeah, that's crazy that you said that because I was actually, just yesterday I was talking to Taiza, another student here, about... Um, just like next steps that I want to take and what I'm going to do after DTS and just praying and asking God and really seeking what God's heart is. Um, and I was saying that I don't want to um, like 
I don't want to have to deal with difficult people in ministry for the rest of my life. But then, as I said it, I realized that that's a contradiction because people are always complicated and they're always difficult no matter where in the world you go or what ministry you're a part of. And the only thing that can change that is if you bring Jesus into the situation Mm -hmm. and how you react. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's really true. Like, people are going to be complicated. We, are, we all have different experiences, we all have different cultures, different languages, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different skin colors, everything about us is different, and that's good, yeah. and that's how the body of Christ is meant to be, and um, it's just a matter of if we're willing to have conflict resolution in a healthy way, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes that means we have to make compromises, so are we willing to give up our pride and our stubbornness to do that? Yeah, I mean, you don't want a bunch of toes in the body of Christ. So it's good that we have diversity. Mm-hmm. And this this DTS, the 12 different people, not a single person's alike. Mm-hmm. We all have different personalities, different backgrounds, and even the people from Texas are from different areas of Texas, mm-hmm. which are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's crazy. We have people from a lot of different backgrounds, uh, people who are also like kind of third culture kids, me being one of them like that. It was fun meeting other people who are like not from one culture yeah. because, you, like, it. They understand, like, you. It, it's hard because you, you're you in one country and everyone there is like, oh, I get I have one culture, but you're like, but I get all of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I get, you, you guys yeah. get what I mean. You guys are kind yeah. of third culture. Yeah, I guess, actually, all three of us in here are third culture, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you two are kind of Americans, but you kind of grew up in different countries, but also kind yeah. of in America. I'm American, but my dad's side of the family it, are Japanese immigrants, um, so it's, yeah, a lot of diversity, and I think that's how it's meant to be, actually. Yeah, I like it that way. Uh, I, I mean, because my dad is, uh, Arab-Israeli, so I'm, I, I'm also Israeli, I grew up in Israel, I grew up in Nazareth, um, so I got the very Arab-Israeli influence, and then my mom is from America, so I got that influence a lot, and I grew up in Nazareth and then went to America a lot, um, so I'm, yeah, I have a very American home with a very... Israeli Arab surrounding so it's yeah, yeah very mixed yeah and my parents were raised in very different areas my dad was raised on the east coast and my mom on the west and they met in Colorado so right in the middle yeah. that's where I was born and then having been raised in Asia it has been very odd to move around so often I move at least once a year and not having one specific home. At first it was very difficult, but then I realized that God was equipping me to be adaptive and enabled to move around in very uh, a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. And allowing me to have that experience I think is such a huge blessing. It came with challenges, but it also came with triumph. And I'm so grateful for it because it has allowed me to operate in a variety of ways, in a multitude of circumstances. And being here especially, I think that it has allowed me to be surrounded by people constantly and not be so overwhelmed, but also be in Germany in a foreign culture and seeing just how different it is. I think that I actually love being in new and fresh circumstances and just seeing how God moves in all of it and really enjoying just the variety of people that we have here because we are all so different but we have so many similarities as Mm -hmm. well and that's where we touch base and that is where we find our commonality Mm -hmm. for example we have people here who are so artistic I mean even the people in this room oh my goodness (laughs) we all love art so much and even in lecture we will be drawing and listening and 
just sharing our art pieces by the end of it and just enjoying taking in what the other person has created. And I think that that is so much fun to do with people around you. Even a few moments ago before filming this podcast, we had, before recording this podcast, we had been drawing out in the hallway and just playing very old classic music Mm -hmm. and enjoying it and just enjoying each other's presence. I think Mm -hmm. that it's so wonderful and just fantastic just to have a variety of people, but also such similarities through such diversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, that kind of reminds me of, um, like, this. Okay. So it's going to make sense in a minute whenever I get around to it. But right now, I feel like we're in a very sweet time yeah. for our DTS. But we weren't always in this sweet place. No. And we have gone through many different stages yeah. of growth in our DTS. Um, and a team goes through four stages generally normally a a team will go through all three stages but then the ideal situation is for the team to get to the fourth stage Mm -hmm. and so the first stage is forming so that's whenever you're getting to know one another you're getting used to one another Mm -hmm. um you're not really vulnerable with anybody yet um and then you kind of move into this second stage of getting closer with the people around you and the people on your team, working better as a team, um, being more vulnerable with one another, and really starting to create good, solid friendships. And then the third stage is storming. Storming is whenever you start to notice the other people's differences, the other things that you don't like about the other people on your team, and then we have tension, we have drama, we have conflict and friction but then the fourth stage that a team ideally should get to is performing Mm -hmm. and um a lot of times teams get stuck in the third stage of fighting one another but if they're able to healthily move on and get into the fourth stage it just um brings the team so much closer together to Mm -hmm. be able to solve these conflicts together and um, really, it's just so beautiful to see, and I feel like that's where we're at. I feel like our team has gotten to that fourth stage, yeah. and it's so sweet. And I, um, yeah, I just want to, like, drink it all up and take it yeah. all in, and I don't ever want to leave this feeling. I wish it had come sooner, to be honest, but that's why we we're just going to relish these next two weeks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that's going to still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it, and... Finally, we'll be working together well. Um, I mean, we have worked this whole time well together, but, like, this time it'll be, like, all on the same page. We've already been, like, through this stuff, and we're all fighting to not let it happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and we're putting Jesus in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that, that's a little bit of a, a good segue to, like, kind of priority things. That's something else that we've heard a couple of times, actually, through this DTS and how to do priorities. A lot of times we are taught to do priorities, like, you have a list of things, like, one, two, three, four, and then... Like, God's at the top of the list, t- spending time with God, Jesus, all that's at the top of the list, that's good. But then, like, you have a bunch of, like, other stuff like work, school, and eating, and whatever. Um, but the the best way to do priorities is actually to put God in the middle, and then everything else comes mm-hmm. from that. So yeah. you put God at the center, and then work comes out of God. Um, eating, even, like, playing, even yeah. doing your laundry, everything mm-hmm. you do, you do it for God, is not for man. Like, that's yeah. even a, a verse... Um, and, and that, that kind of, I feel like has changed a lot of like my outlook on stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, it's beautiful just like seeing how we can all be in one room Mm -hmm. and all doing what we like and Mm -hmm. in peace and stuff. And yeah, I've loved that. Yeah. 
yeah, I've grown to love these people here at this DTS, the students and staff, um, and it's just so sweet, and it's like a bittersweet time, I feel like, because we all know that it's ending in two weeks, um, and because we all know that it's ending in two weeks, I think we're more motivated to pursue one another Mm -hmm. and to pursue God, and it's just so, yeah, it's so incredible, and Many of us are very, very young. We have two 17-year-olds. I'm only 18, um, and we don't have anybody older than their mid-30s on our team. Um, And so we're a very young group of people, and it's incredible to see people that are so young pursuing God with so much passion and so much fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And with how often we're around each other, and kind of stemming off what you, Hubby, were saying, Mm -hmm it is so important to create margin in our lives when we are surrounded by people all the time, especially in quarantine where we were absolutely locked in and could only leave for necessary things and alone. We weren't able to go out in groups of two. And so in that time of being surrounded by people all the time and it absolutely felt like the only times that you could be by yourself were when you were going to the restroom or taking a shower. (laughs) So with that being the case, it is so important to find margin in your lives because even I had been burning myself out trying to spend time with people all the time. I am a very people person. I adore people, and I love being around others, others constantly. And that can be a problem because... With God, you want to give him your all. You want to focus on him and prioritize him. And I absolutely wanted to prioritize God, but I felt like I was in some ways prioritizing fellowship a little bit more because I couldn't come to him in a secret place as easily. But I think that I have learned the value of coming to God in a private place because before this, it was very easy to do that. I would go home, I would lock myself in my room, and I would have complete and total isolation with God. But being in a circumstance where your roommate is in a bunk bed, probably three feet away from yours, it's very complicated to find that. And so learning how to adjust my schedule and adjust my time to circle around more one-on-one time with God has been very valuable to me because in our lives we have so much material. We have so much that we need to prioritize and need to focus on. And then there's time for yourself. There's time for many different things. But ultimately finding margin for God and for quality time with Him is very important in our lives to be able to take that time apart and find the true value in that. That has been something that I've been learning to appreciate a lot more Mm -hmm. lately. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much that way too. Um, Before coming here, I spent probably 80% of my time with people. And when I wasn't spending time with people, I was setting up plans to spend time with people. So like, I never really gave myself alone time and I considered myself one of the biggest extroverts ever. Um, and people were telling me that, no, you think you are, but you're not. And I didn't believe them until I got here and you really can't get away from people. And I was like, oh, I do need some alone time. And I didn't realize that's a thing I needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, even people who are very people, people need alone time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my Um, tongue. Yeah. Um, unlike both of you guys, I'm an introvert. Um, so Quarantine has been both lovely and horrible for me. (laughs) Um, Lovely because I don't want to go out anyways, so it's not a big deal that I can't go out. Horrible because I'm surrounded by 
15 people in the same building as me literally 24-7. And like Hannah said, the only time that you're ever alone is if you're in the bathroom or you're showering. And even if you're in the bathroom or showering, you're not always alone. It's true. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, not in the guy's room. <laughs> One time we had a girl washing her hair in the shower. Someone was brushing their teeth and then another was using the toilet. And so we had everybody in the bathroom mm-hmm. at that time. And actually someone was dyeing their hair. So technically two people were washing her hair out in the shower but that is a level of closeness i never expected to get to it's a level of closeness i hope i never get to (laughs) like oh gosh especially not with guys we have a rule so you know guys have urinals but we never stand adjacent to each other i don't like they could leave when every everyone out because this is a weird thing to be talking about but uh, you guys kind of brought it in (laughs) if i was a guy i think i would purposefully stand in a urinal next to somebody just to make them uncomfortable (laughs) oh no that would that's a no-no that's a no-go with guys especially the ones that don't have like the breakers some bathrooms don't have the ones in the middle and it's like why don't they do that it's better than sharing a urinal (laughs) (laughs) i don't even typically use urinals i'll go into a stall (laughs) i don't like it if girls were guys I think that they would share urinals. I mean, I I go into the same stall as girls all the time. I'm have learning you? too much. Have I what? Have you ever gone into the same stall as I have. I have. Yeah. It's a mood. Is that why you guys all go to the restroom together? Uh, that's just because it's a bathroom party. Oh, okay. That's a thing. But anyways, yes. yeah, for an introvert, trap being trapped in a building with 15 other people has been rather difficult. Um, There's been days where, by the end of the day, I'm just completely wiped, where I literally can't even have the energy to speak. Like, I remember one day you were in the kitchen cleaning, and I walked into the kitchen, and I think you asked me a question, and I just kind of went, "Uh uh-huh, and then walked away, because I just didn't have the energy to have a conversation. One day I sat down at dinner, and I sat down across from Lizzie, and did not say one word the entire meal. Literally did not speak. And I got up and just didn't speak. As I, I didn't speak for the rest of the day because I was just so exhausted. Yeah. And so, or like sometimes, sometimes after these podcasts, I'm like, oh, got all my talking out for the rest of the millennia. The millennia. Well, I'm glad you haven't because uh, then we can keep having them. <laughs> yeah, speaking of having them, we missed two weeks. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that, guys. Um, we're not really on a strict schedule. But we were also kind of tired, so. And we love the forest. <laughs> yeah. Like Dan, let's not talk about that right now, but here's more, more of God's love. love. Here's more <laughs> of my love. Yeah, we recently, maybe like three weeks ago, discovered a forest. Um, and since then, we've been frequenting it often because it's mm. so beautiful and so peaceful. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's very nice to get out of the city. I'm also from a place where there's lots of trees and lots of land, and I drive a lot, actually. So it's been kind of sad for me to not drive. I miss driving. It's one of my favorite things to do is just drive in the woods for hours (laughs) on end. Um, So it's very nice to get into the forest. I didn't actually realize I liked forests that much till I got here. (laughs) Like, I know when I go back home, I'm going to be going out to the wilderness a lot. (laughs) Yeah. We decided to have a picnic in the middle of the forest, and 
we had something that was very rare for us here in this DTS, and that is peanut butter, because somebody here at this DTS has an airborne peanut butter allergy, and we're not able to have it on the base, and so we bought peanut butter and jelly, and we just made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we devoured them like Gollum with, like, a fish in the forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I don't think I... That was the only time that I've had peanut butter in the past three months or something. Same. Yeah. And it wasn't even good peanut butter, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm seriously craving some Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, nobody's business. I have some, and we're going to devour all of them. We have to go to the forest first, so we're safe. <laughs> we <do. laughs> well, I don't know if we're going to go to the forest today. About, yeah, because last time we went to the forest, five people fell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everybody got injured. Oh, my goodness. Well, it wasn't that bad, but still, it was funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's just so fun for me to um, be around you guys and do fun things because it reminds me of my family so much. Yeah. And my family is the kind of family that um, we really go on hikes all the time, go into the woods all the time, um, play card games together. We're very, like, active, no-screens type family. My mom actually has, like certain hours of the day for my younger siblings called screen time. Yeah, and oh, if, you if, guys have screen time. If it's not screen time, then there's nothing happening. It's just card games and woods. Um. <laughs> I do enforce screen time in my house, but we have only one 10-year-old in the house, so it's hard for him to, like, to do anything else. Um, so it didn't really work out as much, and now the fact that he has to do school on Zoom <laughs> doesn't help. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely we pray, pray. We play cards a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I've missed doing here. Like, mm -hmm. we've got, like, two card games, and we play them over and over again, Dutch mm -hmm. Blitz and Uno, and I'm like, I want to play something else. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But, yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to mention? Not that I can think of. Uh, I mean, we, we've missed <laughs> two weeks, and we don't have that much to talk about. I mean, we kind of summed it up pretty well. Yeah, I think so. So this was episode four of Socially Distanced. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you, Hannah, for being on this with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was great, um, and hopefully we can have another one soon. Uh, but yeah. yeah. All right. See you guys later. Thanks Bye. For